welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Good morning, ladies. So good to be back with you. We're looking forward to getting into the word again today. And today I have Martha. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Martha Muntz, and I'm excited to be here and uh, share from God's word. Hi, I'm Carrie Fellows, and I look forward to what's coming up next. And I'm Val Forbes, and I just have to say I love being with these ladies, and I'm so excited that you guys are all joining us. And uh, let's dig in, because it's so important to have that time in God's word. And I'm Esther Jennings, and I also love to sit in the word and, uh, and listen to what God is saying to me. And every day is a different uh, message and his word is inspired. So let's just, uh, let's actually hear today what Martha has to share with us. But first, I want to read that uh, very familiar scripture from Ecclesiastes 3. It says, uh, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And that's Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. Well, the story of how I got thinking more about the seasons in our life, I was so blessed uh, to, I just happened to be watching a Sunday morning service uh, from our old church in Orangeville. We had some friends with us on the patio, and we were thinking, well, let's take a look at their service from this Sunday, as well as watch the harvest service. And... Uh, it happened to be a baptismal service. And there were five uh, young folks being baptized. And out of the five, four of them were former students of mine from the Orangeville Christian School. And just to hear their testimonies and how they were standing up for the Lord was so exciting and pleasing to me. But the one student, Ben, he is now, I think, he must be a university grad because it's a, you know a few years ago. But he gave his testimony and uh, Ben, I taught him for two years. So I got to know him fairly well. A lovely young man in grade seven and eight. He's following the Lord. He's listening to his parents. He's making good friends. He's doing great in school. And I think his high school years went on like that as well. But his testimony was a bit surprising. When he got to university, he joined the party scene. And I call that the separation season. After high school, our kids kind of have to separate. And so Ben was going through that finding independence and made some very bad or poor choices. And in fact, this young man who was an excellent, excellent student uh, with so many opportunities in front of him, he said he almost lost his first year of university because he was partying so much. But God wasn't going to let him go, and the Spirit brought him to a preacher. And this, uh, he was listening to this preacher, probably not paying very much attention, he said. And the preacher started talking about how what you do in your 20s prepares you for the 30s. And that turned his attention to God. It got his attention. Uh, the Spirit used that to bring him back to the Lord. And that's why he was getting baptized that day um, and walking with the Lord now and declaring for Jesus. But it got me thinking about those seasons in life that uh, can change and how what that preacher said um, 
made me also think I have another verse that I want to read. It's from Psalm 90, Psalm 90, verse 12. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And I think that's what Ben did. I think that's what that preacher did for him. And that's what I'd like us to think about today as women. If there's a time and a season for everything, we can ask God to give us wisdom to number those days so that we have a wise heart and uh, to go through those seasons of life with God's wisdom is so important. Um, and I wanna share one other story. And what this all brought back to me was the probably the most important time that I heard about numbering my days and recognizing seasons. The one that had the most impact on me was um, as a young, young mom with three kids at home under kindergarten age, still breastfeeding, feeling, you know, just a little bit trapped there. And uh, I wasn't brought up with infants. My family was not a, I would say it was probably a dysfunctional family. I wasn't very comfortable in that role. And I wasn't, I didn't know what to think about it. And I really did feel like I'm putting aside my career. I'm, you know, spending all this time with these kids and it's such a big sacrifice and it became a real burden. And then I, I was at a mom's group and this woman brought out a string and she had this string in front of her and it's long. And on that string were a few little beads, just that much on this whole big string. And she said, uh, you know, ladies, women, your time with young kids at home, it's like this string. The string is your life and your time with young kids is just that little bit. So you need to take advantage of having your children at home, recognize that season and recognize that the season won't last forever. And that word of encouragement <laughs> brought me such a, a lifting of my spirits. I was able to get God's perspective on that season and say, you know, this isn't gonna last forever. It is a challenge for me, but there's also a joy in it. And I was able to shift my focus and say, you know, I might be sleepless now and, uh, you know, kind of having that pregnancy, post-pregnancy brain and all those challenges, but it's only for a season. So I started really to value my time with the children more and to make the most of that. And there's a scripture that says we need to redeem the time and make the most of our time. And I don't think we can do that unless we recognize the seasons we're going through. So that's what I wanted to share about is how important it is to recognize that there are seasons and then to get God to help us figure out how to get the most out of them. Um, so I'd like to throw it out back out there to you ladies and hear about your experiences with uh, the seasons in your life. There are hard seasons, but there are also really joyful seasons. And um, I also, I, I, I think each season really teaches you a lot. And I think that's the blessing of being in a place like you explained, Martha, where you just were willing to be open to that. And um, I learned that when they become teenagers, um, and just like Ben, uh, they're trying to um, show their independence. They're trying to tell themselves they're independent and they want to make their own choices. And so they do. 
And a lot of times they make choices that they know in their heart are wrong. And they choose those choices anyways, because that's part of their growth. That's part of their um, maturing, but they hurt. They hurt us as parents because you look and you say, but they're going against everything that I've taught them. They've made a choice to walk away from even their faith temporarily. And it seems like everything that we've poured into them is, is for naught. And um, I found that what was really pivotal and really important now that we're on the other side um, was unconditional love for Mm -hmm. them to show them the love of Jesus in spite of those, those choices to unite with your husband, your spouse, if you have one and just be like, you know what, this is not um, going to define us. It's not going to define them either. Um, We're going to love them in spite of it. And we're going to love them through this. And we're going to show them the love of Jesus. And we're going to bring it to God. And then down the road, when they actually come to their senses and God actually works in their heart, there's still a relationship that you can build back on. Yeah, it's not up to us, is it? I mean, all along the way, whether they stay on the path or they go off the path, we just keep our trust in the Lord because he knows what's how it's going to end, right? Uh, I can remember clearly one child in particular that definitely gave me gray hair that I have nicely covered. Um, and, and I remember the one thing he said though, is he said, mom, I always knew you loved me. And so I think that's so important that, that we do show that love. We do give them that foundation because once they're gone, um, you are less uh, of a voice in their life. And, and that's kind of where I want to pick up and, and talk about once they're gone, <laughs> And especially in my position, if you're alone, and we're all going to go through seasons of aloneness of some sort, it could be because your spouse is away, or your spouse is sick, or you are an at home mom and feeling like you're a single mom, because your spouse is so busy, there are seasons in life where we're alone. And uh, one of the, the verses that I just cling to is in Hebrews 13. And I'm going to read it to you, though from the Amplified. This is one of the things I love is is the fact that you can go to different versions and get that deeper meaning and see more insights. So in Hebrews 13, five, it says this, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, or really you can just take that as love of earthly possessions and earthly things. And it even says, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have for he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, assuredly not. Now, I had to look at that and think, wow, because in your ESV, it just says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But if you look down in the little notes of the Amplified at the bottom, it talks about three negatives. This is in one of the lexicons, another study guide. Three negatives precede the verb. And I'm thinking that the, the, the writers of the ESV thought that not was a little bit of overkill, but it, that's the way God is. God literally was saying that. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you. That is a huge comfort when you're alone. 
So I'm going to throw that out to the ladies and, uh, and just let you realize that we have a God who promises emphatically you won't be alone. So good. So good. Carrie, do you have anything to wrap this up? We're- I do. I, I have a visual because we're, we're talking about seasons, right? Um, and there is a season for everything. We do get through the seasons. But the one season that we have to look forward to is eternity. And if you take a visual of a big, long piece of rope, and that's your life, this much of it is here on earth. That rope is your life, but that other big, long visual of the rope is your season and eternity, which actually never ends. So that's kind of where I'm, you know, picturing all of the seasons is the season that we have to look forward to. Beautiful thought. And we'll have all eternity with Jesus to look back and say, how did I use that little inch of that rope? Amen. So Martha, do you have any final thoughts for us, how we can apply this to our lives? Yes. I'd like to just refer um, everyone to that verse in Psalm 90 verse 12, where mm-hmm. the psalmist says, teach us to number our days. And I think when you're praying, um, my friends, Go before the Lord, ask him to open your eyes to what season you're in and ask him then to open your eyes to the challenge of that season and to the abundant life that he wants to bring through that season and the strength that he's going to bring to you. So bring your season to the Lord in your devotions, maybe this week. Wonderful. Until next time, ladies. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.